What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. Today, we are flipping the script because guess what? We have done over 200 episodes and my dear friend, good colleague, trusted advisor, amazing restaurateur, hat wearing, Hawaiian shirt, balling buddy, Rev, is actually going to take the mic and uh, I'm going to be the guest on Give and Ovation. Man, I had like a perfect intro work, worked out, but you're, I'm having you bring me out on stage everywhere. So <laughs> I'm just going to call the rest of your team. Be like, I'm taking Zach's podcast just so I can get introduced every week. But anyways, <laughs> I'm honored. Thank you, guys. Uh, that was a pretty amazing intro. My name is Rev Ciancio. Uh, I own a hamburger joint in New York City, so I know exactly how hard it is to market and brand a business. I'm an operator. Uh, I'm also a consultant. I help restaurants raise awareness, acquire, and retain customers through digital marketing, social media, and the use of incredible software. Uh, I have more than 20 years experience in, in doing branding, digital marketing for restaurants. But today, I'm here to take over Give Innovation. Zach, I'm super excited, buddy. Ooh, ooh, I'm excited too, Rev. I mean, we get a chance to talk. I mean, most listeners don't know this, but you and I talk multiple times a week, and <laughs> if not uh, almost daily especially during the weekday and at trade shows, you can always find us on some kind of a food crawl or restaurant thing, or at any given point, one of us is on stage at on occasion, both of us are on stage <laughs> at the stage. same time on competing <laughs> sessions. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think you are probably in the top five people that I eat dinner with along with my wife. <laughs> Likewise, right. or just eat meals. All right. Well, anyways, let me do your intro. So Zach Oates, he's an author, a husband, a father, an entrepreneur, a hot top aficionado. He will show you photos and also maybe not in that order. Uh, he was voted the top 100 entrepreneurs. He's rang the NASDAQ bell, won the world's biggest business competition. He started three companies. He's written a book. He does not like to repeat restaurants unless they happen to be really good buffets. Uh, and he is the, uh, the host of Given Ovation, which I'm taking over today. Thanks for having me, buddy. Hey, well, thanks for having me on Given Ovation. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, you have done 200 episodes of this podcast. I want to know, like, what have you learned? Like, what is it that restaurants need to know? What, like, take 200 episodes worth of knowledge and bust it out on us right now. So I'm so unprepared for this question. Let me pull up my notes. Um, <laughs> no, but in thinking about this, really, in like, what? What have I learned from, from all of these amazing guests coming on, asking them about what do you do differently? Why do you do it? How do you do it? I've really boiled it down to a, a word that's often used and rarely understood. Or if it's understood, it's understood in different ways. And that word is loyalty. Now, when you talk about loyalty, typically you're going to talk about recency, frequency, spend. Those are the three metrics that you look at to say, are, do I have a loyal customer base? But if you really look at it, something that I remind people all the time is that we're not serving customers in the restaurant industry. Shoot, man, we're not even serving guests in the restaurant industry. We are serving humans. And if you look at what does loyalty look like, I, I call it the, the ladder of loyalty. There's three cons. In the ladder of loyalty, the base 
is convenience. Your food, your service needs to exceed the threshold of convenience. If it is difficult to get to your location, if it's difficult to order from you, man, you better have some amazing food. You better have some incredible service. You better have a memorable, Instagrammable, craveable experience. And those are the things that'll, that'll surpass, that'll help push you beyond the threshold of convenience, right? So the base layer is convenience. Now, why do I go to to one cookie shop over another cookie shop? Well, partially because I like these cookies better, but if I have to drive an extra 10 minutes, I'll take the cookies I don't like as much, right? It's it's gotta be convenient. And I think we were talking about this uh, pre-show and you were telling me about one of your one of the, your favorite pizza places, it's the one down the street, right? It's literally, I mean, like when I say it is around the corner, it is proverbially and literally around the corner from our house. <laughs> now, I, I don't doubt that they have good pizza there, right? It's good. Yeah. It's good. Now you put that pizza, you put that pizza shop 30 minutes away. How often are you still going there? A lot less likely. A, A lot, lot less likely. And- a lot less likely. I would probably still go out on my way a little bit because I'm that type of person and I really like them. But yes, the consideration now, set would change. Okay, let's let's keep let's keep with your around the corner pizza shop. Okay. Now the next layer, the next, the next rung to this ladder, the bottom rung is convenience. So you gotta you gotta exceed the threshold of convenience. The next rung is consistency. The thing that you need to figure out, the thing that you need to nail down is are you giving that person value for their money every time? Are are you open when you say you're going to be open? Do you have the food that you say you're going to have? Now, let's take the same the same around the corner pizza place, same location. But let's say every three times you go there, the pizza is totally burnt. So a better example would be their macaroni and cheese, because mm. every third time it's amazing. <laughs> right. And the other two times it doesn't live up to it. And and that's the problem, right? It's like there's there's a chicken sandwich place that I like more than than Chick-fil-A in terms of like mass chicken sandwiches. But Chick-fil-A gives me an eight out of 10 chicken sandwich every, every single time. time, right? And I know exactly what to expect and I get it there, right? Dude, you laugh when I it's been a while since I've been to Japan, but the last time I went to Japan, I ate McDonald's. You know why? Because I knew what I was gonna get. Oh, right. <laughs> By the way, do you remember what they call McDonald's over there? When I, I know, it's been a while. <laughs> so I was over in Japan, and when I heard them say McDonald's, I was like, "What?" So they say because in Australia, I, I just got to Australia where they say they call it. You know, they're like, "Oh, it's my Maccas." Maccas, like, yeah. But in Australia, I can't. I mean, in Japan, I can't even pronounce it. But it's something like Macadonaldo. Yeah, and yeah, McDonaldo. Yeah, I, I couldn't even understand what they were saying, even after they were like repeating McDonald's. Anyway, uh, but yes, it's consistent, not just at a single location, but in, across Everywhere. countries, right? So you know what you're going to get there. Now, the highest rung of loyalty, the rung that is the reason why you still go to this place, the reason why you'd still go there if it was 20 minutes away, the reason you keep giving this mac and cheese a try is connection, which is the guest cares about you because they know that you care about them. This is a true relationship. This is something where you know that there's uh, there's something emotional about this transaction. And when you when you remove recency frequency spend and you start talking about emotions and connection and relationships, that 
is true loyalty. That's the highest rung of loyalty. And in thinking about all of the advice that these 200 guests have come in, everyone says food service staple, building memories, great. You need to do that. Consistency, got to get your staff in place, got to get everything ready. And then everyone says, but, but you have got to care about the guest. You've got to build that connection. And so that's what I've learned. And and honestly, it's what I see time and time and time again of the restaurants that make it. They make it because they're able to build this ladder of loyalty. And the ones who don't either get stuck in the bottom, they they can never get up to the top, or they they you know, they don't even know about the ladder. They don't even know about the, the pieces you need to put in place. So that's what I would say is the 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 um the cons of loyalty, that is what is so important and what I wish that every restaurant could really understand. All right, let, let's talk about, let's just go there for a quick second. So using the pizza place in my town. Okay, now everybody listening needs to understand about where I live. I live five miles from Manhattan. I mean, New York City is right there, okay? But it's a white picket suburb. In fact, we're known as Jersey's first suburb, okay? It's a three-mile square town. It's tiny. There's 18,000 people here, which is like nothing. It's a blip in terms of Bergen County, New Jersey. There are six pizza places here, six for 18,000 people, okay? And there are pizza places in other towns that deliver here. So my pizza options are probably 12, 14, which Jet, Zach, you're from Jersey. That's not uncommon. Like that's not yeah. like a weird scenario. No. What, what I can't understand is why the fifth or sixth place was like, yeah, we should open there, but that's not the point of this, okay? <laughs> this place around the corner for me, who we happen to love and go there all the time, is next door to a major chain pizza place, which is cheaper and offers loyalty rewards and discounts and all that kind of stuff, right? So I there's certainly a more affordable option literally in the next like four steps over, okay? And across the street from them, directly, I'm not making this up, is another mom and pop pizza place. So if you like that like local thing, like I have every option within five steps, five steps, I could go to one of the others, okay? Why is Why do I choose that one? Because I walk in the door and it's like, hey, Reb, what's going on? I call on the phone. They know it's me. Every once in a while, I walk in the door. They give me a, a, a free gift card. You know, they, they'll write notes on the bag, say hi to your son. Like, it's that. It's the connection. It's 100% the connection. And Zach, I actually never even, I've lived here for three years. I've only ever eaten at three of the places. The other three, I haven't even, like, I haven't even tried. I'm that, I'm that loyal. And, and that's, I'm that loyal, right? That's what people say when they know the owner, right? I, I'm I'm that loyal to them. I was just talking with uh, a restaurant that we work with and asking about, you know, one of our partners does a, uh, you know, can help them out in it with a different piece of technology. And he's like, oh, I already use this other company and I am super loyal to them. I know the CEO, I'm friends with them. Like, you know, I, I'd never leave them, right? That kind of loyalty doesn't happen because you have a good chicken sandwich. That type of loyalty happens because, like again, how how do you systematize this? That type of loyalty happens because you have that connection. So again, let's go to Chick Fil A. Now we we talked about your corner pizza place, Chick Fil A. Now, does Chick Fil A know who I am? Do they know when I you know are they going to be like, oh Zach Oates, we really appreciate you, and you know for your birthday this year, instead of giving you a chicken sandwich, we'll give you a new blow dryer. Like no, they don't. They don't know me. I mean, I really appreciate that Chick Fil A. <laughs> um, no, but 
But when I walk in there, what do they do? They treat me with respect. They treat me like I matter. When I say thank you, they say. You're welcome. Or thank you. No, Chick-fil-A. I, I don't go there. So oh, I have no idea. Okay. Well, anyway, they say my pleasure. <laughs> oh, my right? pleasure. Right. <laughs> right? So they, they treat people with respect. And that's baked into the DNA of every single person that works there. And I think that's so important to, to realize that. And you can't shortchange the connection. My wife and I went out to dinner last night. We There's this new place in town. Uh, I wanted to try it for a while. I, they, they actually have like a, a billboard, which you don't see most, uh, don't see a lot of restaurants doing that anymore. And so I was like, let's try it out. So we went there and I saw what was obviously the owner behind the counter. And you could tell owners have a very distinct walk in their restaurants. And their okay. head is on a swivel, right? They're constantly looking around. Whereas an employee is like, all right, I'll do this. And then I'll, you know, I'll do this. Like, for example, I asked this, um, I asked someone, I was like, oh, how long have you guys been open? She goes, uh, I don't know, like maybe a year or something. Anyway, turns out they've been open for four years. They just like went, they, they moved, a, new a, restaurant, few, Zach. <laughs> they moved <laughs> a few locations, right? Okay. So, I, I, at the end of the, the meal, I went up and I talked to the restaurant owner. And by the way, the place was empty. The, this was a giant place. And there is maybe three families there. So I went up to the owner and I was like, hey, uh, just a question. Are you guys ever going to open up for lunch? And he's just like, why? And I was like, oh, well, because I wanted to come here for lunch a few times and you weren't open. He's like, nope, not open for lunch. I was like, why? He goes, well, mainly because employees are idiots. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, and maybe I shouldn't be telling you this, but customers are morons. And I'm like, how is this guy still open? That's what I'm saying. So apparently he had bought it uh, like a year ago when it was kind of like going down and trying to revive it. But like he, they, they have an arcade there. They have duck pin bowling there. And my wife and I were there. We're like, yeah, we, we love to eat out. You know, we go out all the time. And he had an opportunity to be like, Hey, why don't you guys have a game of duck pin bowling on us? Right? Because nobody was there. Hey, why don't you have some um, you know, some some tokens on us? No one was playing the arcade games, but instead he complained to us, told us how much he didn't like customers and employees. And and like so now we left and we're like, "Man, what a missed opportunity this guy had. Not that we're big deals, but that we're locals." Right? We we make up. Uh, I don't live in a big town, Rev, and we we could have been in there and, and created this connection. And I would have. It's not far away. It's convenient. I would have gone in there a few more times to see how consistent it was. But like, even if they weren't consistent, because I would have built that connection with the owner, I could have forgiven a little bit of the inconsistency. I I could have forgiven some of the increased effort because it wasn't as convenient. But when you have that connection. Connection covereth a multitude of sins, as it says in the Ovation Bible. <laughs> and I think that that's what you what that's what we really need to focus on as restaurateurs is working our way up to that connection. I mean, like, because think about it, the duck pin bowling in the arcade, how much, how much would that have cost him? What what are the cogs on something like that? Food cost, zero. Opportunity cost, zero. How much is it going to affect other people waiting? Zero. And 
it just broke my heart that this guy just didn't get that. And I hope that he does. I gave him my email. I was like, if there's anything I could do to help you, let me know. I walked out of there. I was like, wait, wait. Is this my restaurant or his? Like, who's you know I mean? like, <laughs> but yes, anyway, the connection, right? Okay, and, and so th- that's that's where we're laddering up now. I know we're I know we're out of time, so maybe what, what we should do, Rev? We should do one more because there's we should do one more podcast because there are some stats that we have that we really want to go over that are going to blow people's minds, and we unfortunately don't have time for that today. But, I, would, I would love to come back and host your podcast again. Yeah. Do you want to come back and host? Let's do it again. <laughs> this is yeah, fun. I'm, I'm used to only talking 45% of the time. Now I get to talk the whole time. <laughs> and now you need two podcasts, the one where you interview people and the one where you get interviewed by the guests. There's like the follow-up episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where I could just sit there and pontificate. <laughs> I know. I mean, listen, the the three cons make sense to me. Again, I'm an operator, so we do some of this stuff. And look, we're not a chain restaurant, but like I've seen in big places where that happens. Like, you ever been to a Raising Cane's? Like, man, they nail it. Yes. No joke. This is a true story. And and I caught it on video. So I went to Raising Cane's. I placed my order. I went outside to like turn on, you know, I'm an influencer. So I set up my, my, uh, my crane and my phone and I started talking on the phone. I went live on Instagram. The, the lady behind there came over and opened the door. She's like, sir, your food's ready. And I was like, like, she literally came from behind the counter to come tell me while I was outside that my food's ready because she wanted me to eat it hot. And I was actually on camera talking about how amazing the service was and like couldn't have made it happen better. I was like, see, exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'll, and I'll never forget that. I don't live anywhere near Raising Cane's. I've never been by one since, but I still talk about it. So, well, I love Raisin canes. I it like is, the toast. Oh, the Texas toast and the chicken. I mean, like it's got the perfect amount of crispiness around it. And the sauce, I honestly, Rev, I, I had to get used to the sauce because I'm not a big pepper guy. And there's a lot of pepper in that sauce. But once I had it a few times, it's like a power bar. You know what I mean? Like the first power bar you eat is gross. The sixth one you eat is amazing, right? That's <laughs> now I am like a huge fan of raisin canes. God bless. Well, Zach, thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm super excited. And I'm excited I get to come back for a, a second one. This is really fun. I appreciate you letting me take over. Uh, for all of those who are listening, we appreciate you. And uh, how do people find and follow you and Ovation? So you could check me out on LinkedIn, Zach with the C-K-O to the E-S-Z-A-C-K-O-A-T-E-S, or <laughs> check us out at OvationUp.com. Zach, well, you know, for helping us think about how to make the guest experience better through convenience, consistency, and connection, today's ovation goes to you. Thank you so much for joining us today on Giving an Ovation. Well, thanks for having me, Rev. Looking forward to being back. (laughs) Glad you're with us today, and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.